everyone, welcome to a new episode of For the Love of Weather podcast. It's Weather Wednesday, we're really glad that you can join us today. My name is Gemma. And my name is Ashley. We're so excited to be here with you again for another Weather Wednesday. But disclosure, we haven't actually had a conversation in a couple of weeks via podcast. No, we haven't. We've had to take a little bit of a break just just a little bit of a break it's true but yeah it is and 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 I've missed it I've missed it I've missed our chats I've missed I've just missed it all I have to I keep keep I mean Mm. I keep voice noting you as well but then we just started the uh, recording now and we had to remind ourselves how to use all the technology again (laughs) It's like, how does this work? I couldn't pick up my microphone and things weren't coming through my earpieces. Thankfully, Gemma is much more on the ball than I am and knows how to Google, which apparently my brain won't do at this hour of the night. It's true. So we're recording this quite late on the uh, on a Saturday yeah. evening, actually. This yeah. is our commitment to the podcast. And Wild times. I just Googled the answer because I didn't know either. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. We Google a lot, but I think everybody yeah. does. Everybody does. But this podcast is... Uh, maybe just a little bit different so we've introduced you to quite a few of our friends um over the last few podcasts we've talked an awful lot about weather and myself and Gemma thought that we would just have a little chat ourselves about something that's actually just a little bit fun perhaps a little bit of a break from everything that's going on at the moment but something that with our skills we're able to perhaps just apply a better decision-making process it's true uh, it is it really is on a day but it also basis. means that we end up getting lots of questions this is true as well about sometimes, this topic <laughs> sometimes really really tricky questions but today we would just thought we would have a little chat to you about the weather and clothing and how on a day-to-day basis we make that decision about what we wear i mean our brains are permanently in weather mode and I'm permanently in layering mode and it just impacts what we do and Gemma you're really really quite fit I used to be in a former life but I'm definitely not that now I'm definitely not but so you were running quite a lot so that massively impacts what you do in the past it did for me as well it definitely helped me um stay fit stay dry as well or at least get out dry I think it's okay if you start running when it's dry and then it starts to rain once you're that little bit warm yeah that's okay you know, it depends how long your how long your run is she says from memory by the way <laughs> None, <laughs> nothing recent i do think about it although i really miss swimming but that's nothing to do with the outdoor weather but that's just because all the pools are closed at the moment i miss it so much uh, yeah disclosure i haven't run in a month just because whatever because of christmas because we're recording just after christmas everything else going on as well so my first run back is is going to be interesting. I I'm tempted to judge you, but I'm pretty sure I can't actually remember <laughs> the last time I went for a run. Pretty sure it was over three years. Oh no, I tell a lie. I don't know. That's a total lie. When the boys were eleven months, I did a half marathon. So I have you actually. Did, yes, you did. I forgot about that. Yeah. Watch it from how... your memory. <laughs> I well, I definitely did. I don't actually know how I got around on the day, but anyway. Okay, I was in awe. Still, I was. It's amazing. After yeah, just having two know. two babies, I was like, no, "Wow, don't don't superwoman." 
Definitely don't be at all. I, I don't really know how that happened that day. I think I took about three hours to get around as well. Doesn't matter, you <laughs> still got really around. Long. Oh my god. Anyway, so we thought we'd have a little chat about um about clothing. So on a day-to-day basis, like I don't actually think I don't ever know. Oh, it's a lot of don'ts. This is a very Irish way of saying things. I don't think I've ever not known what the weather's gonna be. I'm very, I'm very, very, it's very rare that I'm actually surprised when I step outside the door. You have a rough idea of what the weather's going to be. I mean, I'm not going to lie, yeah. I have got caught in a shower because I've forgotten my umbrella or I don't have my raincoat, mm. particularly in the summer. I mean, that happens. But you were probably weren't surprised by the fact that it was there, maybe. You no, just I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. It's just, I forgot yeah. to put the umbrella in the bag. That happens yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And also, I think if you live in and around London as well, um, you don't really, I've never, for all the time that I lived in London, I never used an umbrella that much because I was always on and off transport Mm. in and out of places. And I am a hood person. I wear hoods all the time. I like anything with a hood. All my coats have a hood on it. And that kind of covers me for the umbrella and, and also frees my hands up as well. So I'm, I was always like just so constantly on the move and stuff so an umbrella was just a bit too messy for me plus I hate when it drips at your feet and then when you get in somewhere there's probably going to be tiles as you enter in the door and it just drips over anyway it's true also another thing you've got to think about is I have left Mm. so many umbrellas on the tube because especially when they're Mm. wet you put them down by your feet you're like just leave it there and then you just get up get off the train and you're like Mm. I've left that umbrella on that train again I read one time the average lifespan of an umbrella in Dublin is only two weeks. Now, bearing wow, in really? Yes. Yeah. You know, we're used to a little bit of rain in Ireland, four <laughs> seasons in one day. Yeah, but it's only about two weeks. But I'd say that's about right, especially if it was a flimsy umbrella. You're just constantly leaving them behind. Poor old umbrellas. Some of them just lying around, eh? They need to homes. We need to find them and rehome them. I know, yeah. Maybe we should do something for umbrellas. Let's see what we can do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we just wanted to have a little bit of a chat about our clothing. So on a day-to-day basis, I pretty much know what the weather's going to be. And also with my children as well, I'm very mindful about how I'm going to layer them up, what to prepare for when I go outside, what type mm. of layers I need, how long it might, how long do we have before they, they start getting colds and all of that sort of stuff. But I do have a number of wardrobes though I think ultimately I, I, I in my heart I am an outdoor person yep me too so I have a lot of very nice outdoor gear that I have enjoyed buying and at times not used but I'm always like I'm always I always have have something you know yeah although I do tend to walk you know boots wear out on me hiking boots and things like that I actually got a new pair last year so they're pretty solid at the moment and actually I've used them a lot this year but it's really muddy yeah you know, I've the been playgrounds. using them quite a bit actually recently yeah and my toes get cold because sometimes the circulation just turns off on them and I'm like have no color in them at all it's a little bit scary really it's that a sign scary. I'm getting old yeah yeah <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah, really seriously. concerned for you Ash yeah no, it, it happens. It happens in my fingers as well. It's called Reynard's disease. Have you ever heard of it? Seriously? Oh, my God. I wish I could snap your face right there. You're like, oh, my God, your finger's going to fall off. Seriously. I think I have heard of that, actually. 
Yeah, it's. I think it sounds more serious than, than what it actually is. But basically, if you go from extreme temperatures and your circulation isn't super great, um, you know, on your extremities, they, uh, the circulation can get cut off. And I often joke, which I probably shouldn't, but you have to joke things when there's, you feel like there's something wrong with you. I'll probably lose a toe when I'm older and not notice. I really hope not. <laughs> I, don't. I don't know what to say oh. about that. Anyway, which also brings me on to another cop topic of conversation. What bag I take outside of me? Oh, there's so many decisions when you wake up in the morning and you look at the weather. I mean, the standard question I get from people who I know is, mm. do I need a coat today? Right, yeah. Is it going to yeah. rain? Yeah. And I'm like, okay. That's a really hard thing to answer, though, because somebody will say to you, oh, is it going to rain? And and you're like, well, where are you going? Where are you going to mm. be? What time are you actually talking about exactly? And what's the purpose of you needing dry weather? Like, so, yeah, you know, it's exactly what time. If it's a passing shower, you know, it's a lot of questions sort of tied into what you actually And the wear. other one as well is, so when people say to me, do I need a coat? I'm notoriously, people who know me know I'm a cold person. I feel the mm. cold. I've always got layers on. I've always, on a mm. night shift, I've been known to wear two jumpers because I'm cold overnight. Oh, yeah. Hot water bottle. Exactly. And some people say to me, do I need a coat? And I'm like, well, especially if it's like in the autumn, for me, it might be the fact that I do need a coat. But if they're a person that doesn't really feel the cold, then they might be fine just with a jumper. So I'm like, oh. That's a really hard question to answer. It really is. It really is. Some people are really warm-blooded as well. Do you know, on a night shift, when I when I got my Apple Watch quite a number of years ago now, I like freeze. I have frozen on night shifts. I mm. have been known to keep my duffel coat on me all the way through the night with my hood up. Just I just just cannot cannot get blood going. Even if I jump up and down, you know, it just it my blood just not. It just doesn't want to circulate. But on my Apple Watch when I first got it, my heart rate has gone down to 45 beats per minute on my Apple Watch. Now, I know there's probably all sorts of accuracy things there, but between about one and four o'clock at night, my heart rate will frequently go down to that, even if I'm awake. Even if I'm awake. No wonder I'm freezing the whole time. So it depends what time of the day day and night you're going out as yeah, well. Yeah, it's true. I've it often true. walked into work with my coat on, left it on and walked back out <laughs> with my coat on <laughs> and then probably got into bed in my clothes whilst I suffered on the night shifts. Well, no, I'm not great on night shifts. <laughs> the other thing also you have to take into account is obviously I have to walk from work to the station and if it's a cold day, you're bundled up. You walk, you walk from, well, when I was going into the office, I'd walk from work to the train station. And mm. then on the train, I'd have to then take off all of the layers because it's so hot tropical. on the tube. <laughs> yeah, like to- totally tropical, which is why I don't like an umbrella. So you can just like, you know, have have your, have your, hold on you, but that, that's oppressive in the summer. Just oppressive. You forget mm. how, I can't even how actually quite imagine what that is like right now. I can't even imagine the next time I'll be on a tube. It's just crazy yeah it is it's crazy i have been on the overland but it's very quiet at the moment so but that's you know for work yeah but then there is the bag question which bag do you take that's a really hard question as an outdoor person i have a lot of backpacks that i like but now i need like multi-functioning backpacks because you need to take quite a lot of stuff out yeah yeah i do but also i like having my hands free but i miss a handbag 
See, lie. I've got different handbags for different reasons, and I yeah. don't, I don't really change my handbag depending on the weather. It's more of the occasion because all of mine are generally okay mm, if they get yeah. wet. Yeah. Um, and my backpack is because I got my backpack when I went trekking that it's generally quite lightweight so it's not mm. the most waterproof but I've just got waterproof cover for it right yeah, yeah. So, so you're also I, I wouldn't even think of a waterproof cover it was on, it was on the checklist that they gave us so I was like I'll yeah those. <laughs> I mean it's a great idea but I wouldn't think of that at all but then I'm just never really although I am outside for extensive period of time when I'm in the playground my life's so exciting right now <laughs> these are the only examples <laughs> I can think of when I'm out and about but we are getting to that time of year so this year I got one more year out of a pair of boots that I have that I absolutely love wearing there's always a, a great feeling when that happens when you, you think know, they're about to go but you get a bit longer out of them yeah well I think it was because the year that was in it and I really really liked them but they are bit tattered and worn and I think if I had been in the office more I probably would have had to like you know sharpen them up a little bit and also Mm. you never know that they're going to be the boots that you love and I can't get them anymore I know like a pair of jeans you know it's like the perfect fitting pair of jeans you kind of only realize it a few months later and then and and then it's too late they're they're not there so I do have a pair of boots that are running out but we keep getting these cold snaps at the moment so I'm waiting I'm waiting to get rid of them but they actually do need to go we still have them I went for a walk today and it was a nice sunny day. There's the risk of a few showers, but it was generally quite sunny. So, but it was cold. So I was like, okay, I'm going to wear, I've got like a down jacket that I've got, which is fine. But Mm. then when it's cold and it's raining, you're like, oh, well, I'm probably going to need that waterproof shell that I've got as well. So it's like, okay, so I have to check the radar and I'm like, okay, well, we're probably going to be longer (laughs) than about half an hour. There's a risk of a shower coming in about 10 minutes. So I'll wear both layers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I check the radar all the time. Like I do all the time. Yeah, we went from, as I say before a walk, before a run. I always check the radar, and I my, my latest thing on a run is I like to. If there's a few showers. I like to beat the radar. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And try and try and. Oh, depends how fast I'm moving. Although if it was a really shock and windy day, I hope you wouldn't be out running. I'm I'm a little oh, bit no. of a fair weather runner. Like I'm a fair weather runner. Uh, well like as in I, I do run in the winter but I wouldn't you know if it was like you know blown a hooli I just wouldn't wouldn't go out for a run I'm not that dedicated I never was no when I mean when we were training for, for races we would do that sort of thing but at the moment yeah if it's yeah. really wet or if it's really windy then I'm probably gonna do an indoor workout yeah I know we really need to start doing that I did buy myself a skipping rope for Christmas Oh, I've seen so many cool videos on like social media about people doing skipping. It's amazing. It has, it has inspired me. Plus, I used to do a bit of skipping because I used to do a little bit of boxing. So I'm hoping the memory, the motor memory of it will like come yeah. back to me. Um, You'll have that muscle memory, yeah. I hope so. Um, but also, I really like the idea of skipping along to music. But I did actually buy a mat and a skipping rope. So I'm going to give that a go when it warms up. I did not want to... Uh, already let myself down by being like oh I got to use this straight away I, I decided <laughs> I'd wait until the weather just warmed or actually until actually we got a little bit more daylight because yeah. I won't be able to do it until a little bit later in the evening 
because that would require me to have five seconds to myself. Uh, so I'm, I am going to wait, but I'm looking forward to it. But I'm also, I just cannot wait for the swimming pools to open back. I, maybe some wild swimming would be good as well. But then I need somewhere to store a wetsuit. Yeah, I've seen people doing the outdoor mm. swimming. And particularly in the summer, I think that looks like a really good idea. Yeah, um, So I'm thinking maybe in the summer, if the, if the outdoor pools are open, I might give it a go. Or the docks. The I live quite close to some docks as well, so you can do outdoor swimming there as well. Yeah, there's and there's a load of wild swimming places opened up now, and it's really easy to get stuff as well. You know, mm. like a float. Wetsuits are really easy to come by. There, it's always like a sail on somewhere if you're not like uber. You know, if you're just kind of like trying stuff out. But I, that's probably the one thing actually I miss the most, which is indoors. However, it gives me great pleasure to swim outdoors. Mm. I really miss it. I really miss it. All this clothing talk. <laughs> Although I don't miss getting into a swimsuit. Oh my god! <laughs> and also getting out of the pool and like trying to quickly change yourself and pull your clothes on, <laughs> like sticking to you. It's not, not exact, not exactly, yeah, uh, not exactly great. But in the winter, we're in the boots at the moment. I'm also in welly boots, walking shoes, and occasionally I pop my trainers on actually it's too cold out there at the moment so I look forward to the seasons changing because I spent all summer in a pair of flip-flops and I love it oh I'm not a flip-flop person are you not no I just find them really uncomfortable sandals yeah but flip-flops no but um Mm. it is it's at the moment it's like when I go out for a walk it's like well it's pretty muddy out there at the moment so I'm like what do I wear those shoes do I wear those boots do I wear the walking boots (laughs) most of the time it's just walking boots or uh, today I went for walking my running trainers because they're already muddy because I run yeah. on the grass so it's it's fine not don't care if they get more muddy I know and I'm like where do I leave them to dry off so I can kick the mud up like uh, you know yeah it's just <laughs> I had to pick some dried bits of mud off of my carpet today because I accidentally it took a bit of mud into the into the house and I was like oh pick that before anyone notices clean clean it up or just be like who put that there? Exactly. Who put Will that somebody there? clean that up? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Although if any of my family listen to this now, they'll know that if they find any mud in the house, it's probably from my running shoes. Probably from your running shoes. At least they're being used. That's Actually, I haven't had a new pair of running shoes. Oh my God, Gemma, my last pair of running shoes I bought with you. Do you remember? A- yes, I do. That was ages ago. They're my last pair of running shoes. Wow. Yeah. I so bought I some just before lockdown, the f- as in last year, because my running shoes, I needed new running shoes. I was very lucky to have got them. So, yeah. So, my running shoes must be nearly two years old because, so, that half marathon I did, I ran in my old running shoes. So, I knew they had a few more races in them or a few okay. more runs in them. But when I bought my shoes with you, I think I was training. Because we had two screaming babies with us. Yes, and the the guy in the shop had to hold one of your sons. (laughs) And I let him. And he looked so worried. As as I always do. People are like, can I help you? Yes, here, take one. Take one. (laughs) Between us, me and him were sort of making sure that they were both okay. I do remember that, actually. Yeah. Yeah, They must have been. And actually, one of them was really upset. Anyway, they had a temperature later on in the day. So that was six, six months. Two years. My running shoes are two years old. That was a long time ago, yeah, actually. Yeah. I, know it, I don't know if it's time 
necessarily ma- you know definitely time for new ones but if I started like running out there again I definitely have to get a new pair but I've so I've so much running clothes yeah, I do always a, like it to... depends on the mileage as well how long you've yeah how long you know how long you got you're... left in the shoes yeah no I've definitely got quite a bit left in them but running clothes as well yeah what you say about running clothes I've got certain things that I wear for certain runs and I know I do have one base layer top though that is my all-time favorite and I've never found another one quite like it but it's very long very thin you know it has little fingers fingers for the holes and stuff but I actually even enjoy running in it in the summer as well there's just something about it I don't mind build I don't know I've got one like that as well I mean I was smart I bought two different colors I didn't know it was going to be the top I didn't know I didn't know and I'm stuck with it and I'm like afraid for something to happen to it (laughs) in the winter I find the layering really hard for running so yeah I obviously I'm I'm cold all the time Mm. um and I'll get ready in the morning when you're running I do but not not a huge amount so right well and I was training from the marathon that I ran with my cousin we're very different so she would be out <gasps> you running. ran the hottest marathon oh yeah that was tough that was insane and I remember after the marathon you were like oh I wish we did it a bit quicker I was like Gemma you could have died of dehydration you did it an amazing hard. job that day it was what was it like 30 no it was like 24 24 or something it was it was like people were dropping like flies in that marathon no matter what training you did nothing prepared you for the climate on that day no no so only your fitness would get you through that yeah or being sensible so when you felt like yeah there was a time when we felt like we were really struggling and we just walked because we were like we want to finish you want to finish it we're fine um but i remember for that so we'd all obviously train during the winter and it'd been freezing and i'd worn all the layers as you recovered from this i love a layer um and then i remember like we i trained in the outfit that i was going to wear and i was like okay i'm sorted and then about well about a week and a half before there was obviously these signs it was going to be really hot and yeah. I was lucky because I was at work, so I already knew. So I was going out and doing runs in the hotter weather as well, yeah. trying to acclimatise that. And I remember my cousin messaging me and were like, do we wear shorts now? And I was oh, like... Well, I don't know, because are they comfortable? You could, exactly. could chafe. If you haven't trained in them, you don't know what they're going to be like. It's so true. So I was like, well, I don't particularly like running in shorts. I've never trained in those, in, in running in shorts. So I was like, for me, it's a no. Mm. But I've got like three quarter length trousers that are very similar to the ones that I'd been training in. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to go for those. But it just made meant that all those decisions that you'd thought you'd made, yeah. you had to reassess them and think, okay, do I need to change my decisions and about that, what I'm wearing? I think that's a really big deal as well. In your first marathon, you know, you want to take out all the variables, like mm. all the things that you can control, you want to control. So, but it's very, it must've been very hard to accommodate that. Cause even like, I don't know, like your feet, your socks that you would have chosen on the day, but that is a big thing. Not running the things that you've been running in the yeah. whole the whole time. God, what top did you wear? Was did you did you actually wear? And then you would have had sun cream, and you couldn't put any on your head because it would have sweated into your eyes. So I wore. I don't run in a cap normally, but when mm. I kn- found out that it was going to be really hot, I went out and bought like a really thin running cap. Right. And I just did yourself. a couple of runs wearing it to work out whether it would be okay. Mm. 
But it's all those things like we then had to make sure that we had enough sun cream and we had to make sure that people along the route had some sun cream that they could give to us so we could reapply so that we didn't burn. Yeah. I think in the end I had a... I have a really thin... um, a really thin running vest that I normally wear in the summer anyway mm-hmm. so I just wore that and I put my um so I wore two layers still I put my charity vest over the top of it just because mm-hmm. I knew that I was used to running in this other vest and it wouldn't chafe mm-hmm. and wouldn't cause any issues yeah 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 but it's all these, oh, all these things that you have to think well, about <laughs> in the arm as well you know that yeah that I did get some of that which I'd never experienced on any of my runs mm-hmm. until the but marathon that- and I was like oh it was probably the extra sweating. Like, as in, it, you know, you may not have... Oh, yeah, anyway, it's mm. it's it's really tricky. It's really... Tr- we forget all of these things. Now, the good thing about marathons, or certainly the London Marathon anyway, I mean, there's loads of things you don't have to think of. It's so well organised. Like, you know you're going to be hydrated the whole way along the route. There's lots of things that you don't need to think about in terms of bringing. However, you do need to think about how you're going to utilise those things so that must have been really hard on the day because all of your water intake would have been based on a very different climate and what you're yep. able, you know what you're able to do it would have been very easy to get dehydrated it's true and it's only since running that marathon and doing other things that i've realized that i probably should have been taking more things like electrolytes on the on the run which i didn't right. do yeah, yeah um but when we were training we were taking water with us and having to go into like coffee shops and getting them to mm, refill them yeah. so i already knew that i probably would be drinking quite a lot of water mm. and we were in a really late um wave of the yeah. marathon um so if anyone doesn't know the marathon they set you off at different times so we was yeah. um so by the time we started running it was already about 19 degrees because it was about 11 o'clock Jesus. so it was yeah. really hot already yeah. and you're just standing standing there in the sun thinking oh my gosh it's already hot how much hot is it going to get mm. are we going to be okay and actually on our first uh, water stop they'd run out of water Ooh. yeah oh, so yeah so that's well before mile six um, I think I think it's or about it sort of, I think it's mile probably six. about mile five ish. I I really can't remember. Yeah, you really need to be taken on something. At yeah, that point. yeah. So we had water on us, oh, wow. and luckily Looking. when we we'd positioned people along the route and we'd made sure that they had water to give to us. But then from yeah. then they had enough water. Um, but I think it was because there were some people that were taking more than one bottle. So by the time it got to us at the later stage. They didn't have enough at the first stop, but then they made sure that there was enough um, elsewhere. It's all those things that you just don't you just don't think about. And then you've got if you've trained in certain climates and you you know that um, certain. So I was using like flapjacks as my fuel, Mm, and they had like chocolate bits in them. And obviously, on a normal day, it's fine. But then you think, okay, well, I'm now running trying to eat this flapjack that's actually now got melted chocolate in it because it's so hot. Oh my gosh, yeah, of course. Which is fine. It's yeah, just a little bit it's messier. Just, it's just, <laughs> just something else to factor to factor in. Yeah. What an epic marathon to have run. That is like, that's just unbelievable. I mean, you that's had the, like pretty ideal conditions when you ran the marathon. I, and I was chasing against the radar. I was so lucky. It, I ran it about, it was about 12 degrees. So and it started off really sunny, really fine. So maybe it was like seven or eight degrees at that point. Um, there was a front coming in. 
it was due to come in about two o'clock and so I knew it was sort of like in my mind that was partly actually what kept me going was I don't want to start getting wet like mile 23 mm. um or you know any anywhere around you know the last few miles which hilariously are harder than all the other miles it's like <sighs> you you can run 22 miles and and then suddenly think I don't know how to run four more I just uh, don't yeah. know how to do it and I re- <laughs> for me I remember I was actually got very emotional the last um so what I did was I my I had injured myself foolishly didn't know enough about training know a lot more about training but the girl that was helping me the, I went to see a physio and actually I ran 18 miles on a treadmill one day I remember you coming in because you used to run between night shifts which I yes. am still in awe of insane silly silly facing a white wall and I remember her saying to me if you can do that 18 miles on a treadmill there is just no way you're not going to finish this marathon but you need to be careful about how you run it and she said run a mile walk for 60 seconds run a mile walk for 60 seconds and that's what I did but I remember the last two miles I just couldn't stop like my brain was like this can't you can't stop because you will not keep going really so you need to you need to keep going yeah but I, I was quite cold but I was very emotional as well but I do remember the last 200 yards you know because it's 26.2 yeah and just being like there is no joy in this now I just need to cross this finish line and then there was joy but for that I remember those last 200 yards just like I I just don't know how to do them I don't, oh. I, it does bring to mind those people that like wobble across after doing yeah. these giant like you know things but anyway yes and actually I've tried to do another couple of marathons but never actually finished it so I stuck with the halves but I will do another one I think it's another one in the cards especially yeah post COVID I think there'll be a lot of joy in it um, yeah and a lot of joy in being able to be around people and um just the benefit soaking up that like that wonderful um atmosphere that exists at marathons so I'll probably go for a big one because the buzz will be amazing I need the inspiration so good (laughs) I mean, I'm st- impressed that you ran the last two. I-, I got to mile 21 and I hit the wall and I, I ran with oh, my did cousin. did you actually hit one? Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And okay. I I ran with my cousin and I turned to her and I said, I can't do this. Wow. She said, you can, mm. you can. And there were people that I knew in the crowd saying my name and I was so not with it. She said to me, do you know those people? And I was like, I hadn't heard them at all because I was so in yeah. my head trying to make sure that I could keep going. Yeah. Um, and I remember her turning to me and saying, should we try running? And I was like, there's no chance that I can run at this, <laughs> at this stage. Yeah, I was like, yeah. my knee was hurting. I was oh, like, I can't yeah. do it. So we sort of power walked uh, for yeah. 20, uh, from mile 21. And then I remember mm. us turning the corner and then we ran up the last bit. Well but done. I remember but- going past that, like, we went past one of the like first aid um, tents and you could just see so many people there. And I just thought, you have to be sensible in this situation. Yeah. Your, your and, knee hurts. It's hot. Yeah. You're not feeling a hundred percent. Just walk. Plus the work, and also like you've done the work. You've done. You've done it. You've done it, and you know that you've also achieved something else because you've ran one of the most difficult marathons as well. Plus, you don't want to end up with a long-term injury. That's true. You know, so injuries generally minor industry injuries generally you know you get about two weeks out of it you really need to rest it for two weeks but you could have actually done some really bad damage if you yeah. had of like for for the sake of running like what you know 
you were going to finish it anyway. It doesn't matter how you do it. It's a marathon, it's a marathon. It's so. true. I mean, my cousin probably would have carried me if it had come to it. I just dropped yeah. on her back. She could have carried me the rest yeah, of the yeah. way. I was like, I'm finishing <laughs> this in some way just, or another. I don't care how, but I'm crossing like, that line. Mega respect for those people that dress up in those costumes. I like. I don't know how they do it or like washing machines on their back. They're mad. I know. I ran um, a half marathon once and we were running, um, it was based in London, we were running near Canary Wharf and Canary Wharf's a wind tunnel at certain parts. Um, so we were just trying to stay on our feet, dressed normally and there was a guy dressed as um, Big Ben and he was just getting oh. blown all over the place and I thought that guy's going to end up being pushed over and there were people running next to him like trying to keep him upright as he was running until we got out of this wind tunnel and I just oh thought God. respect to you because I'm I struggling know. and I'm dressed nor- I'm just, just dressed in normal clothes it's just I amazes like, I don't me. know how you do it I know and even people who dress up in costume because that yeah. costume isn't like the right material for running in I, I don't know I don't know no. how they do it I did actually have a horrible horrible half marathon once in Silverstone and I don't know I don't know what what it is about that track I can only imagine why it's so difficult to drive around but I ran around it but no matter where I ran the wind was in my face like it was I just felt like I was like uh, I know you can't see the face I'm pulling but like it was like it's an interesting one (laughs) yes the whole way it was the most unenjoyable there was no joy in it at all no pleasure and when I finished and actually, I love getting the medal. That's the best part for me. It's just actually having a medal. I have like a little collection of medals. I just, I just couldn't even enjoy it. I couldn't enjoy it. It was, it was a horrible marathon. But I've had a few, a few, quite a few nice ones actually. But I think probably. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm a, I, I'm a slow shuffler. I've got a lot of um, stamina, but I'm not fast. I'm the same. I'm, very, I'm, I'm the very same. slow, but I could, I can do the distance. But slow and steady. I'm just slow and steady. Keep it going. Yeah, that's me. Oh, I, I that was me, by the way. God, I'm speaking now like I actually know what I'm talking about. But I have memories somewhere of my, in my brain of of doing all of. You'll do another race things. again. We'll we'll end up doing a for love for the love of whatever podcast team marathon. run somewhere or something. So yeah, we should. Maybe we should pick a marathon somewhere, and do the, I actually I'd love to do the Dublin marathon. I'd love to run yeah. run run at home. Maybe we could do that. I'd also like to run the one in Valencia. That would be nice. I have no desire to run the run in Edinburgh. That would be really hilly, wouldn't it? Well, I don't know. It's just probably going to be really cold. I just wouldn't trust oh, the Oh, okay, I'll do that then. As long as it's not 24 <laughs> degrees, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the days when we could go do races. I do miss my sports clothing, though. They're like one of my favourite sets of clothes stuff you know popping them on you just wear it on your walk i know i just normally have someone hanging off me i don't know it's just just not the same i i I have in the past run with the buggy you know like but it's really hard to find uh, like a good enough like stretch of path where it's you really realize how uneven paths are when you Mm -hmm. are actually pushing something plus cumulatively the boys now are five stone that i'm pushing so I have enough to be doing. Yeah. Just actually physically pushing them. But I do, I do miss it. I do. Yeah, it'll come back. As will it the will. handbags. As will the handbags as I know. well. You know? And it's not, it's not like that I'm over girly or anything, but I do enjoy that time I'm the same. when you 
can get dressed up and and think I'll put something in my handbag. But oh, I love <gasps> a handbag. Maybe we could like have a we can do a pod thing. I know, I know. Sure, all the years we know each other, it's generally like handbags has come into the conversation because you oh, normally have one per season. <laughs> I'm normally envious of it. Uh, yeah, I know. I mean, I don't. I very rarely buy new handbags, but I've yeah. got like a collection that I'll rotate around. Yeah. But then you have to remember to it's keep your nice essentials it. in them. Yeah. Oh gosh. I know. I've got an umbrella yeah. in every bag. Have you? Are yeah. they weather weather themed or are they basic? I mean, I I like a nice umbrella, like a, a pretty one. Like I like to have something unusual on them. They vary. So I had one that had raindrops on. Um, <gasps> and Did they change color? I had another that the, one uh, that had yeah. uh, that changed color when it got wet. Mm. Oh, and I had another one. <laughs> this one I don't have this one anymore, but it was. Um, clear and it said on it i love rain which oh, i do <laughs> i want that umbrella Buy it's a really good that. umbrella it's really yeah. big as well it's really nice <laughs> buy you one and send it to you oh thanks oh i know maybe one of these days we can like have a coffee record our podcast it'll be so strange when we can record a podcast in person like together i i know i think it's going to be we're still we're still open zoom just out of habit you're saying me the link i think it'll just be overwhelming you know when we actually get to i don't know do something normal i just can't can't quite imagine it yet and we could have like guests in the same room as us when we record as well and maybe buy them a coffee yes and if i'm there it's probably going to be some sort of cake as well that's fine I'm cool with that. I'm very good at eating cake. I love I'm it. I'm so good at eating cake. Now I, I had this conversation with a colleague of mine actually just the other day on Monday actually. Um, I was just saying how much I miss somebody cleaning up after me, but just like having going somewhere, having a coffee or a tea or a glass of wine. You know, mm. not even at night time. Just. Like somebody, just just that social, like thinking about what I might like to put on. What coat will I take with me? Uh, I don't know. I just I miss it. I'm very definitely missing uh, missing company, missing my family a lot as well. Recently, I have a sister in one country, in France, and then the rest of my family is in Ireland. And I just can't see a time quite yet when I'll get to go and travel to them. No, it's probably still going to be a good few months before. That's a possibility. I know. And then I'll have to think about what I'm going to wear when I go to Ireland because the climate's so different and what I'm going to wear when I go when to France. When you go to your sister in France. It's, it's so true. It's so warm. Oh, my God. It's oppressively warm, though, where she lives. I, I don't actually like visiting there in August. It's just oppressive. It's so, so hot. Like, well, well, well breaches my ability to cope. I have a maximum temperature of about, like, 25 degrees you know so even though I'm quite cold-blooded my discomfort past 25 degrees is very visible in my physical appearance what happens to my hair my face (laughs) frizzy hair like I'm clearly somebody who genetically was not designed to be in the heat I remember all. when we took our trip, when we went and on I holiday burned, together, and I but I remember you would go inside and you'd have a siesta, just have a little nap, because it was cooler inside Practical every day. Yeah. yeah, just just couldn't basically cope, started sort of waking up as the temperature 
temperature went down. And then equally, I'm not very good in very cold temperatures either. But also, this kind of comes back to the whole thing about snow. It's t it's a damp cold over here, but when it gets dry cold, that's quite nice. And you can see why people were so interested in the weather and they like to check the weather and ask us about the weather because it does have an impact on our day-to-day -day lives. What clothes we wear, what our what we need to take with us in a day out do i need my hat today do i need my thermal t-shirt or it's all these decisions and you can see why people are interested yeah, yeah. in the weather i mean we love it anyway but there are so many day-to-day -day decisions that require the weather for you to make those decisions but do you know what amazes me i do actually have a couple of friends that like would say so um okay so i guess we're kind of talking pre-covid mm -hmm. or when you could meet in a group of six so they might say, oh, uh, we're going to the playground at uh, 10. Do you want to come tomorrow? Shall we meet at the playground at 10 tomorrow? And I, I would just immediately be like, well, no, because it's going to be raining. And yeah. they would just have no idea. <laughs> you know, just it's like, so how do you true. function so in life not knowing <laughs> what, the weather, what the weather's going to be? And then you've got other pals who are like totally honest. And like a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, super clever as well but she's just like no can't we won't do Wednesday because that's going to be the worst day and actually there was a, like a yellow warning for rain so, so she's all over it you it's know, true and it's like so many way. things like if you're leaving the house in the morning do I need to remember to defrost my windscreen or is it going to be foggy do I need to leave a bit of extra time because of the fog and so many decisions that need to be made based totally. on what the weather's like I know it's a, it's a semi-permanent calculation that's always going on in my head as to what's happening and actually just before I was talking to you I was just checking some of the latest model data uh, so at the time of recording we're due to have some snow somewhere I'm really hoping that is where I live <laughs> so. especially because I told my mum and she's like I'm my really mum's like nah it's not gonna snow and I really hope yeah. it snows so that I can say I told you it was gonna snow <laughs> this is the second time I have actually, so I'm very cautious about suggesting snow anywhere, but I've actually done it twice now. And the first one, it actually did snow no. about 3 a.m., but you wouldn't have known that uh, um, by the time we woke up, it was turned to rain. So I had said, oh, there's probably a pretty good chance of actually seeing a bit of snow. And I've said it again today. So that's my second time. So I hope it comes true because you know how it is, Gemma. You're only as good as your last forecast. Nobody will remember the 99 forecasts you got right. They remember the one you got wrong. And if the word snow is in it, it's like... It's so oh true. Gosh. People like to see snow. My reputation. If you said it's going to snow, it doesn't snow. Yeah. You'll hear a lot about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. Not, not... Uh, <laughs> it's not good. And also, I'm like, in my head as well, I'm like, how do I get into work now? Because this is the worst part about it. You can get caught in your own story of weather. So I don't know whether to, to drive in tomorrow or to try and take public transport. This, you know, obviously there's the element of safety for many yeah. different reasons. I so, remember the year, there was one year and it was the snow just ground London to a halt. There was like no trains mm. and I was on shift and I just thought, how can I not get to work? I need to go to work to forecast the weather that stopped the trains. Like, I really need to get into the office. And I was lucky I managed to get, there was like a couple of trains running. I managed to get on those trains. But in the end, I was like, well, we're going to have to get a taxi or drive because I have to forecast this weather. I yeah. have to go to work. It's not an option for me not to be in the office. I know. Do you know, I, so I've worked, um, 
as a civilian forecaster as, as well uh so in aviation was sort of my my expertise i would say um and i was working in uh one of the really large airports and i it was one of the first snow events and i had actually put the original forecast together like let's say like four days out so that's you know that's mm. that's tough if you're already in meetings four days out with a whole bunch of airlines and whatever else but I had actually put the original forecast together and was due to be on shift for the next four days so for the actual event itself and it was one of those lovely forecasts that came off beautifully started as rain turned to snow gave a couple of centimeters which is unbelievably fascinating being on the side of a runway seeing how long it takes gritters to clear the tiniest amount of snow it's so disruptive it's unbelievable like and i know that because we forecast for it but actually physically seeing the gritters sitting on the runway and actually at one point sitting in the gritters really gave me um, an understanding for it but anyway i was on a night shift for the event so i said to my colleague first sign of a flake ring me because it was probably going to turn to snow first further south and they did and by the time I got into work and it only took me 25 minutes to get in the whole place wow. was covered in snow and I nearly didn't make it in but what are you supposed to do say I didn't get in because the snow I forecast the snow so true, so true. I really like when we have a big event like that <laughs> I quite like it if I'm working for the whole event so you can do the forecast and then you can see it through at the end as you well. can see I it through like yeah yeah, yeah, there's little little satisfactions in it and then it's another little... Uh, and also, because snow is so hard to forecast for, you really rely on those times and experiences that you do have because it's such a marginal thing. And there are occasions where it's more straightforward, for sure. Like the snow that we're expecting tomorrow in London um, or across southern England, wherever it's going to be. We know it's going to be snow because it's definitely you know the right temperature it's below freezing and all that sort of stuff we just don't know exactly where so there's lots of different reasons why it's tricky but normally it's to do with whether it is sleet or snow and how readily it turns you know to snow normally that's the tricky part so any experience you have with it is just invaluable because you could actually go through let's say you started forecasting and then five years later you may still not have experienced a proper cold snap where you are or where you're forecasting for to actually uh, figure out what is the best way to forecast snow in the UK, which is different. It's true. And then you could be in, in a situation where you could be like, okay, well, I remember this happened a couple of years ago and it turned to snow here when it wasn't expected to because of this happened. And you're like, okay, well, mm. it's a similar setup. Something like that could happen again. So you're more aware of it so you can warm mm. for it as well. Yeah, you're just, yeah. You just, you just, it's just invaluable. It's like you don't get enough. With other forecasting, you know, you're racking them up. And once you get through, I think you're like, I think once you make it through your first year, you've experienced a season. You can exhale. And then your second year, you've experienced the same season twice. You know, like it, it really is like a seasonal thing. But snow, you just might miss out on. So any any forecasting that you have is normally invaluable because if you're a technical forecaster, um, which we've both done, and now at the moment we do it in more of a public service type of way, but it, as a technical forecaster, that's just invaluable. Um, you know, having that skill. Oh, the stress of it all. But I love it. There I is something it. satisfying about forecasting snow heights, amounts, and then when it comes off, you're like, mm. it's a sense of achievement. It I does know. feel great that you've got it right. But 
but it's so hard. Disclosure, it's 20 past nine. I still don't know. I still don't know what's going to happen tomorrow as to how much we're we're going to see. But this is the problem when a low-pressure system isn't properly sucked into the jet stream. It's just wibbling wobbling around and 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 it just changes from model run to model run and like 50 miles north or south is the difference between a horrendous forecast and not horrendous forecast on a global scale that's nothing but when something's not really sort of directly sucked into the jet stream it's definitely harder to understand the extra forces that are actually pushing it around which makes that model run to run variation really really frustrating so even if you're like you know you, you've got your satellite imagery so you've got things that you're actually uh, you know verifying against don't have as many soundings as we were saying but you know you've, your satellite images are really really good shout obviously that's a starting point but even then it's tricky if it's a, a, a what way I don't know I don't know how to describe it like a I don't know like a loose low pressure system you know one that's sort of like broken away a bit and it's not quite connected to anything so it's sort of you know trundling away anyway that's my take on this is that I don't know so it won't matter because by the time people hear this the event will be well gone so it'll be fine it doesn't help either that the models themselves obviously there's various models that we can look at they're not agreeing either so no and that's that's yeah uh, yeah you're like right well there's a possible there's probably there's one overall solution but the details of that solution there's like 50 different things so we know something's going from northwest to southeast as to which line that takes and how much it's going to deposit we will find out yeah. tomorrow when i've finished work and if i make it out in the snow anyway we should wrap things up we've been we've been talking for quite a bit about i'm not actually it's sure. quite a random it really podcast actually it was a bit random we're just going to be honest we didn't know how many podcasts to do so we figured we kind of wrap it up with we're going to turn into seasons and uh this will be one of our final ones in the season and then we'll start a new season in uh spring so this is our winter episodes and we will be doing more in spring but we are going to leave you with Gemma today we'll have some weather wisdom for you and I absolutely love this one and I think it's actually a philosophical question as well but Gemma do you want to explain why the sky is blue we all know that the sky is blue you look up and you can see that the sky is blue and even on a cloudy day it's the sky is blue the cloud breaks and you can see that there's blue skies up there but the reason for that is that the white light from the sun it travels through the atmosphere towards the earth and it's scattered into different colours by the ice and the water droplets and the molecules of gas that are in the atmosphere. And the blue light is scattered much more efficiently than the other colours towards our eyes. So our eyes are just more attuned at detecting that shorter wavelength where we find that blue mm. colour and where it sits on the spectrum of colours. Yeah. But even on a cloudy day, the sky is still blue. It's yeah. still there. It just takes for that cloud to break and we see those blue skies. Although, interestingly, actually, the, the human eye sees between about 0.4 and 0.6 micrometers. And that's where, you know, most of our, our colours fall. So it's actually green that we see the most variety of. But somehow that blue sky is just, I don't know, 
I, there's something about seeing blue sky when you wake up in the morning when you're walking home or something it's just very uplifting yeah or even on a cloudy I, day I a bit of blue sky there's just that bit, bit of, of hope. blue sky yeah yeah i and but probably because i my nose is normally up in the sky Mine looking too. at it but i do actually look up quite a lot and blue it, it is lovely and actually in the in the in at this time of year as well i i i'm, I'm very very attuned to daylight mm especially in January it feels really important to me to watch those extra minutes clock up um but the blue of the sky definitely starts to change in January yeah. you kind of get that the, the, the more of a true blue is starting to kind of show its hand however that light is scattered that little wavelength that we're seeing at the moment starts to change and uh, it is lovely and it's a sign that we've got hopefully brighter skies on the horizon and hopefully we can all give each other a big old hug soon. Yeah. And oh, wouldn't that be nice? And get a handbag out, Gemma. Oh. Whichever one we want. Or go handbag shopping. <gasps> that would be nice. Although I'm a bit of a window shopper. I do just like looking. I really hope that everyone's enjoyed this really random episode. I mean, I think... Yeah, if you've managed to make it to the end, thanks. <laughs> You're dedicated, really you're dedicated. Yeah, you are, yeah. But I think sometimes it's just nice just to chat about the weather and just see where the conversation takes you. I mean, that was the idea for the podcast yeah. and how it affects our daily lives. But we really hope you've enjoyed it. I mean, we've covered, we, we started off with COVID, but we've covered quite a range of topics here. Yeah, we have. So we hope we've given you a little taster. We might delve into some of those topics and a, a bit more. And if you do want to give us any feedback, we would love to hear from you. We've had a handful of messages from some people that have come across our podcast and it has just made our hearts sore to hear from yeah. people and to know that they're just listening to it and enjoying it. Just, uh, you know, listening, just enjoying it. So we would love to hear from yeah. you. Um, we are on Twitter. Number four. The number four for love of weather. Yeah. We are on. We couldn't quite get the Twitter handle. I know. We wanted, so. And on Instagram, we are for the love of weather. The whole name there. Yeah. But if you've got any topics you would like us to, to cover, if you've got any weather wisdoms, anything that you've heard a saying or a myth that you would like us to explain, drop us a message. We will get those uh covered at some stage yeah but we really love to hear from people we really hope everyone's enjoying the weather uh, these podcasts yeah. and we really hope that everyone's well, leaving this these episodes loving the weather just that little bit more just a little <laughs> bit more yes so until the next time we will say goodbye bye thanks for listening Bye-bye. bye